1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
0: Over 7 million different animals inhabit our planet. So the chameleon, it was a good pick. Angie came up with this idea. I thought... What can they teach us?
1: Uh, But also, and uh, neurotransmitters that will make these chromatophores either shrink or enlarge.
0: Many species are in crisis and need your help. Join the movement at allcreaturespod.com. Welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris. And that is Angie in the background. Come on, come on, come, on, come on, You come and go. You come and go. Uh-huh. You can sing, Angie. You can sing really well. That was really good. Like you have a good voice. You definitely have a good well, voice. Well, it's
1: funny. I my voice is average, subpar. I practice. I try. I try really hard. Like in most things in life, they <laughs> yeah. don't come naturally. I actually yeah. practice. Uh, but I was telling John tonight before this uh, pod, I'm like, man, if I had more time in the day, how often do how often yeah. do us moms say that, right? Yeah. If I, I had more hours yeah, no. in the day. I could figure out how to play that on guitar and then I could sing sing it live oh, on the podcast. Awesome. <laughs> and it would be like, it would probably be my, my ultimate dream come true. For those that know me, know how much yeah. I love, yeah. besides obviously my family, my kids, my husband. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I love animals, which is why I do the podcast and why I got mm. my PhD in mm-hmm. animals. But I really am a serious hobbyist of uh, music, playing guitar. And I love playing and singing guitar. I write my own songs. Or I at least used to before I had two kids within like four years (laughs) or five
0: years.
1: (laughs) So theoretically, (laughs) someday when I have more time, I could sing songs about Mm. animals on a podcast teaching people. That's the dream. That's the dream job. Somebody pay me to do that. I will. We will
0: will make it happen. (laughs) We will make it happen. Yeah, we will make it happen. But that that was uh, Culture Club, Karma Chameleon. It just brings back memories from the 80s. Dude, you know, I'm a boy kid of the George, 80s. Right? Angie was born in the 80s. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it was uh, it, this episode, when I, when I was thinking of a title for the episode, that's just the first thing that came into my mind. So I think my late brother was kind of like a uh, zapping me from, from above and saying this, because <laughs> it just, it popped into my head. I was like, Oh my God, karma chameleon. It this is. is perfect and it's fun week. that
1: I got, to, I get to sing and yeah. Uh, yeah. Good stuff.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So the chameleon, it was a good pick. Angie came up with this idea. I thought, wow, this is such a cool animal, a reptile. The last reptile we did was what alligator snapping turtle right I think so, so mm-hmm.
1: which is also a very cool yeah. powerful yeah large reptile
0: yeah that was a cool one that was cool but this one i you know it's just chameleons to me just their biology is just one of the the most fascinating things in nature, right
1: sure oh i yeah. mean from from all all their body parts, I pretty much have a slide on yeah because <laughs> it's <laughs> They do some really cool things, and I worked with a ton of reptiles mm-hmm. uh, back in the day at the zoo, iguanas, and uh, lots of tons of snakes, and mm-hmm. not, not any venomous ones, but uh, tons of constrictors, and bearded dragons, but I, I did not work with any chameleons.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm still like a little kid when I see them. I'm just mm-hmm. – I'm always Kitty. in awe yeah. and watching all their movement, and their their colors are just – Breathtaking uh, for a lot of the different species. Yes, and of course, yes. a lot of the different chameleons can change colors, which mm-hmm. um, even until I re- did some research this past week,
0: I didn't know how the heck they did that. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I'm still, yeah. and
1: I, I don't know about you, Chris, but I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it from a biological, yes. physiological point of view.
0: And I think they're still trying to figure out how they do it. Sure, like some of sure. the stuff i looked up, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, they don't, they're and, not and then, 100% sure.
1: Yeah. And then I was even reading yeah. that the there's actually researchers that study chromatophores and those are cells mm-hmm. we'll talk about it a little bit more in the podcast but those are the cells that help uh, the animals that are known to change colors like octopus or chameleons mm-hmm. things like that those that's the generic vampire,
0: squid? vampire squid that's what squid. i yep. thought of that's the generic
1: yeah. name for uh, chromatop- chromatophores and there's researchers mm-hmm. who just study that like that's a fun job mm-hmm. right mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's just oh nature biology uh we're such geeks because it's so fun it, i don't know if you knew this angie the name chameleon and it's perfect after last week, means earth lion. <laughs> Did you know that? What? I didn't know if I you know that. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. I was like, oh, this, is, I mean, it was just, it's just like all the puzzle pieces are falling in place the last huh. couple of weeks. That, yeah, so the, it's Greek words and the, the Kamai, it means on the ground or on the earth, and Leon is lion sure. in Greek. So it's an earth lion. but I don't know why they named it that way. Oh, I was saying, so you
1: don't have the answer on why? They named uh, it it's
0: Greek. That's just the name. So no more questions from you. So these are old world lizards, Angie. <laughs> The These are old world lizards. Just a reminder to listeners, new world is the Americas. Old world is generally Europe, Africa, Asia, and Australia. I mean, it's Australia. Yeah, Australia is still old world, right? I mean, it's just such a unique biome there.
1: Yeah, it's just unique. Yeah. It stands out.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some of the things, I mean, I know, even in the pods that we've done, talking about Australia and the land bridge that used to exist between there and Asia. So, you know, some of those species that went down there now, I got a question for you, Angie.
1: I hope I have an answer for you, Chris. Let's see.
0: Well, I have an answer. Do chameleons lose their tail? And if they do or don't. And the other question I had is why do lizards lose their tails and how do they grow back?
1: Well, okay. So, Stay oh, tuned. I'm, I'm Duh, don't, already don't, thinking don't. I'm, I'm doing Ship, some hypotheses. Zip,
0: zip, zip Hypotheses. Okay, okay, hypotheses. Hypotheses. <laughs> what is it? Okay, is it is it platypi, platypus, or platypuses? All of it. Circle, <laughs> circle
1: D. All, all of it, the yes. above.
0: <laughs> all of the above. So we'll answer that question at the end because that was one of the things that popped into my head. I was like, well, you know, they're, they're a lizard and they're they're just kind of unique, but um, do they lose their tail? Now, you said, which, which which the one you wanted to focus in on? Because you, you told me uh, earlier that this was kind of the right. one you so, were looking at. I
1: mean, in general, in the chameleon family, there is, like, over 200 species. I think 202 as of 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they range in colors and sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one that I wanted to highlight today is called, it's this, it's this gorgeous emerald green, just Amazing. Green's my favorite color. So that, this is probably why I picked it. And it's critically mm-hmm. endangered. Okay. So okay. we want to highlight it's a pretty uh, color. what's happening with this guy. Yeah. But it's the emerald green. It's called the mm. Bella Landa. The Bella Landa. Chameleon, Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah it does good. It's good. And it's yeah, and it, it's just kind of in this episode, we're going to highlight a little bit more in Madagascar. And it will make more sense here in a minute, especially when we talk about species distribution. But Madagascar is like really one of the hot spots for an, an environmental crisis. I mean, the lemurs, uh, the wildlife there, uh, you know, we're going to talk about 90% of sure. the native land is gone. So there's only about 10% left. And a lot of these species are, are struggling. in Madagascar so unique. I mean, it's just like Australia. but Oh, just- yes. Even more unique.
1: Yeah, I mean, the species that come just, out of yeah. there. I, is it? Yeah. I was thinking back, Chris. Is this the first time we've done a species from Madagascar?
0: Yeah, we haven't done a lemur yet. Yeah, no, or, or yeah, the fossa, so, or some of the other ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, mm-hmm. we'll definitely touch in today, touch on today about about why you know the uniqueness of of this giant island off the east coast, southern east coast of Africa, uh, mm-hmm. and and what's going on there for the most part, and focus in on the bell land of chameleon, which there's not a ton. That's known about it. So, no, what is known no. about it, I will report to our listeners today. Yes, but in general, yeah. I'll fill. We'll definitely fill in the gaps with chameleons in general. General, uh, because, right? Obviously, because they're all they're all very much so related for the most part. But in general, all these 202 species of chameleons live in warm climates for the most part, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they range from Africa, like you said, Old World, so Africa to Southern Europe, mm-hmm. Asia, Sri Lanka. Interestingly enough, some species have been introduced to Hawaii, California, and mm. where do I live that has? Uh, <laughs> let me guess, yeah, Florida, the yeah. yeah. home yeah. to, to many yeah. different things uh, that shouldn't yeah. be here. So, yeah. but the bellalanda, like we had mentioned previously, yeah. is uh, found in Madagascar. But mm. interestingly enough, it's just found in a very small part of of rural. Um, southwestern madagascar an area mm. called toliera 2 or estimo mm. andrafana the region of mm-hmm. estimo no i don't know anyway somewhere like that yeah. you got what i'm saying somewhere there but what's really <laughs> unique there. and uh probably a lot is still unknown about this critically endangered chameleon but it's really has a small small range in fact researchers mm-hmm. think that it might only be a uh, 4 square kilometers which is mm. 1.5 square miles yeah range.
0: that's fun. That is nothing. Yeah. That is nothing,
1: and it's nothing. You know, it hangs out in the fo- uh, in the gallery for- forest there, but a lot of the forests have been cleared away, which is obviously why it's critically endangered.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, God, that's just oh my God! Like I I walked that this morning, easy, sure.
1: yes. You know, when I
0: woke up, I went for a long walk. It's that's nothing. No. It's around the no. block a few times,
1: and and they, but oh the numbers God. are so low, and they they found it in three three little towns, little areas uh, right. within that range. Um, but what you can't miss about this chameleon is it's striking green emerald color.
0: Oh yeah. 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 I mean, just chameleons yeah, in they're general, so just cool. Gorgeous. So and So
1: for, for
0: the, I mean, I was just going to say they look like little dinosaurs. I mean, just like <laughs> Xander must be going crazy with yeah. these things because it's just, you look at them, they look like little they dinosaurs. They really, really
1: do. And for those of you that haven't yeah. seen, um, A chameleon of any any difference of the various species Mm. i will of course we'll put some pictures on on our show notes but you know Mm. google it and take a look at their images and you'll know what chris and i are talking about as them looking like little miniature dinosaurs because yeah they they, they, of course they vary in color depending on what their species is but Mm -hmm. a lot of them most of them have this prominent crest on their head sort Mm -hmm. of deal
0: it yeah, looks like that's a, what I was thinking. Yeah, kind of like a narrow. Bump. Triceratops. That's what I was yeah, kind of thinking. Like a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Or a little, uh, yeah. Well, it's more like yeah. the other way. The triceratops head yeah, yeah. was like turned instead of east Sideways. west. It was like yeah, north yeah, yeah. south or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then kind of a crest along their back, and and they have or most species have a prehensile tail, which prehensile I'm sure we've talked about before in uh, languor just means that it can wrap around. Uh, trees or sticks and a lot of chameleons are arboreal so they hang out in trees Um, some species hang out in the ground but we won't really get into that too much today and then they but i just can't get over their mitts their their Mm -hmm. grasping feet Mm -hmm. are just darling yes
0: like little yeah they've yeah they got five five fingers that grasp and their tails are prehensile so like a, a new world monkey right that they can swing but not, I mean, that's new world monkeys can swing on their tails. These these guys can't, but it helps them walk. They have these bulging eyes. So the eyes are really cool, you know, and they vary in size. So, you know, they can get up to 27 inches. I have a surprise on, on the other end for you. Oh. They just, yeah, just, they're beautiful. They're just beautiful, Angie. And before we jump into evolution, I you know, why care about chameleons? You know, we ask this each week. Why? Why Why should we really care about this species? Well,
1: There's many different takes on it. Um, This species in general, uh, for instance, as you'll hear, kind of a reoccurring thing throughout the podcast is that there's not a lot known about this species. Now researchers are uh, in different NGO groups are trying to desperately save it and working real hard, and I'll touch on that towards the end of the podcast. But they don't know a ton about its behavior, and because of that it makes conservation – efforts, more challenging, right? And if you can't really determine what environment an animal lives in, how do you help the population rebound? So, Mm -hmm. it's it's one of these species, in my opinion, how, it's just so gorgeous, so I'm biased because it's so gorgeous, but Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. sad would it be if, once again, it goes completely extinct and we don't really even know a lot about it, right? Uh, And I was trying to, uh, and we'll touch more on color change in a minute but i i don't know about you chris but i was actually trying to find because a few species of chameleons don't change colors and so i was trying to find if the find mm-hmm. out if the bella landa does is a typical chameleon and will change colors right. um and i couldn't even find that right. information about it so i don't know if it's just not reported or mm-hmm. nobody knows or if i'm just right. being too analytical and of course it changes colors because most do so yeah. I, you know, but the things like that like that's you I should be able to Google that, for goodness sakes.
0: Uh, I, know, right? I know, I know, I um, know.
1: Yeah. But the other thing you touched on briefly was that they live in Madagascar. And Madagascar, interestingly enough, Chris, is home to, what do we say, like 44 to 50%? Let me repeat that. 44% yeah, to 50% 44% is what of all of the world's chameleons. All of the world's chameleons. There's 202 yes. species. Do the math really quick, Chris. How many species?
0: yeah. Hundred less than a hundred, ninety to a hundred are from Madagascar. I think it
1: would be more than that, wouldn't it? If it was, oh yeah, no, you're right. Sorry, Mom, right? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know. Wait, I wait a minute. Wait a minute. I passed you in your pre. Wait, you passed and got dude, your PhD, dude, no, no. and you can't divide two hundred in half. I, no, for oh, some reason,
1: God. I. I can't. Oh first of all, I'm, I was a waitress for a long time, <laughs> I so I really excel at twenty percent and twenty-five percent. I can find that number. In, yes, like, a the tip. Yes, really um, quick. but yeah. Oh, my husband and I had an interesting, um, an t- a t- an interesting discussion. We were out, we were out for lunch, and I wanted to leave change to make it be the extra three dollars to enhance the tip. Like the tip was like thirty percent, right, right. and as a waitress, yeah. and so but he was like, no, 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 that's like. That's rude, and I was like, "I'm like, no, yeah. I, I was a waitress. Like, I, if it if it equals thirty percent, and you're giving me extra quarters, I am fine with that. Pennies are yeah. insulting. It's All fine, right? Nobody wants pennies. Yes, just know yeah. that people nobody yeah. wants pennies. Um, yeah, yeah. But quarters or yeah. dollar coins." Because oh, so, at
0: the end of anyways, the day, you just count up your tab, and then you take oh, okay, I get thirty-five dollars or fifty bucks or whatever. If you had a good night, because i waited tables too, so you would just pull it out of the register, and this is my tip, and then you turn in your money and your receipts.
1: Yeah, or, yeah, or if so. you get, if you you know if you actually hand collect quarters, you yeah you mm-hmm. change them in for bigger bills at the end of yeah. the end of the night. Yeah, um, yeah quarters are a yeah.
0: big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, just,
1: no. But anyways, yeah. so yeah. what were we talking about? Oh. Uh, so for some reason I was. Thinking, what species
0: is this again? No,
1: I was thinking seventy five percent. So I was yeah, trying to say a okay. hundred. I was in my brain. I was going with one hundred and fifty, yeah, and you yeah. said a hundred. Now yeah, why? So about
0: ninety. I'd say about ninety. Yeah, probably okay. about ninety species.
1: Right, so yeah. let's get back on track. Sorry about that, mm-hmm. audience. I apologize. If you had to listen to. <laughs> How my brain does and/or does not.
0: It's a little late though, over there in the other side of the country for you. It is and late. You, so it's it okay. is a little
1: bit late. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's uh, no excuse. I can I can vibe yeah. Here, quiz me again. Let me see if I can do fifty percent of something. Come on, give me your hardest thing.
0: Okay, one million five hundred thousand six hundred sixty-two and one.
1: Well, I, <laughs> I mean,
0: Just, let's let's talk about chameleons. Okay.
1: So so yes, Madagascar. <laughs> And they're home to half a around rounding up half a chameleon species in the world. And once again, if bad things are happening in Madagascar in general to not only this population of uh, the bell Landa, and where it lives due to deforestation, what's happening to all mm-hmm. the other species around it,
0: right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and not really only think. you know the food it, web, we it, talk, right? We well, well not only webs, chameleons, right. yeah.
1: but like everybody likes lemur. I mean, everybody see. First of all, mm-hmm. most people have seen the movie Madagascar or the multiple mm-hmm. movies. And if you mm-hmm. haven't, are there more mm-hmm. of them? More than one of them? And
0: there's three, but then they uh, Netflix has like 50 different shows. Oh on right, it or like something. the little spinoff thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. I know my kids really haven't started yet. I'm like, it's so yeah. funny when you're in a parent and you're just like waiting for your kids to be old enough yeah. to watch your favorite like kid show.
0: Yeah, your favorite movies, yeah,
1: yeah. Like my husband's just waiting for Star Wars. And yes. I'm like, yeah. Xander's four and a half. We can't start Star Wars yet. My
0: yeah. seven year old loves it. He loves yeah. it. So yeah. It was so fun,
1: yeah. but anyway, so yeah, we haven't done Madagascar yet, but that's definitely um on the books. But everybody loves lemurs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people have heard of of some of the cool species that live in Madagascar. And now we are informing you today, if you did not know this, chameleons Mm. are one of them. So, Mm. and just in general, the world's chameleons moving outside of Madagascar to Africa and Europe and all that Asia, chameleons are in crisis. In uh, 2014, it was estimated that 36% in general of the world's chameleons are in crisis.
0: Mm -hmm, So that's, mm -hmm. you know, over a third, right? Over a third. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the the reptiles and the frogs and they're just all, they're suffering. You know, they're suffering and that's where a lot of scientists are just really, really scared uh, about this environmental stuff. And these are animals. I mean, mean,
1: maybe this is a good time to roll into evolution. These are animals that have been around.
0: Yeah forever so yeah we did cover it in poison dart frogs and alligator snapping turtles so i you know again don't need to go into it too much but reptiles i didn't know this they're, they're really kind of known as squamates which was a new word for me so we always like new verbiage and obviously they, they date back to dinosaurs i mean makes sense 200 million years ago is when they really started in the fossil record start seeing these smaller reptiles now the major classes of reptiles today really became established around 80 million years ago, okay? So, and when they look, the scientists that do all this work, they did say that chameleons are, are more of a newer clade or Claude, which is, you're talking 60 sure. million years. It's not that new. It's not, you know, it's not 10,000 color, so years that's ago. pretty
1: awesome and yeah yeah different than their relative other reptile reptilian relatives.
0: so what was cool i thought was it diverged from a common ancestor chameleons did from iguanas so 120 million years ago Mm, i love iguanas i know it's cool iguanas i worked
1: with i can't wait to cover iguanas i got to work with um piccadilly Mm -hmm. who i was the only one brave enough to handle her because she had uh, come from a Uh, not so good home and didn't really like people but her and I were we if as long as I had gloves on we were okay and but then Topeka Mm -hmm. and Sam (laughs) I'm like oh I just their faces ah. so yeah so I I'm a huge Iguana fan I mean amazingly a big fan. I, I would not own one as a pet because I know how hard reptiles no, are to keep.
0: Keep, Yep. And that's yep, a different topic
1: for a different day. We'll touch on that a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe in this podcast, but, but yeah, working at them in a zoological center where they have all the resources. Like I'm like, Hey, I need more lights and Hey, I need this and mm-hmm. I need this and vitamin D and need calcium and mm-hmm. more lettuce, better lettuce, organic lettuce, whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. they provide all of that for them. So, uh, they're really cared for and, and, and super happy iguanas, um, but yeah, they, those guys don't change colors. So no, no, that's the, no, no. That's their closest relative.
0: Yeah. 120 million years ago. And then okay. they think the Madagascar chameleons came over about 65 million years ago. So they migrated across from Africa, either the, the oceans were lower or, or some of uh, the other stuff. So, so they survived the fifth mass extinction, you know, when the wiped out T-Rex and all of them and Really, the chameleons, what I read, because I have this really long paper that I was reading uh, earlier, said, you know, really didn't diversify until about 15 million years after the last mass extinction, because the earth just was still a mess for that long, which is crazy. Like it was yeah, still- Yeah, imagine
1: that like in time, like you can't, yeah. you can't even imagine
0: 15 that. million years, <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. So yeah, about 50 million years ago is when you started seeing all these different species of chameleons start to come out. So they've been around a, a long time. Now, what I did find, too, in this paper, which was really cool, and I never really thought about it, Angie, is this effect of living on an island. So it's called dwarfism. And they have seen that species that migrate to islands, they actually get smaller. Mm-hmm. And so the, th- the thinking is, I was like, oh, you know why? Because there's not many resources and blah, 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 blah. But what they think is they, they, they evolve into a miniature form. So there's less resources. So the smaller ones survive better. So somebody like me, if I stayed in New Zealand for a long time, I would end up being like five foot two, you know, <laughs> so that's where all the hobbits that's are. That's a
1: great analogy, right? All the hobbits are there. Yeah. I love yeah. it.
0: <laughs> but what they, you know, so that's an idea. The other one, what they really think is, is because the, the smaller, you know, like we, me and you go to an island, right? I need more resources to survive. A lot more resources. I need more energy. I don't know. I, more... I don't
1: know. You haven't seen me. Uh, John and I went to an all inclusive for our honeymoon and <laughs> yeah. we could put it down. Let me tell you. We're like, yeah, all you need yeah. is desserts. Absolutely. Yeah. But theoretically, yes, but, yes. I definitely yes, think theoretically. you could so eat the... more than me. Challenge accepted.
0: Yeah. Right. So, So the smaller species didn't need as much energy and they could have more offspring. And so they just ended up being the ones that survived better on smaller islands, which was really cool. And I know in humans that, you know, human dwarfism, not, not you know, as far as the, the genes and all that stuff. But I know that they found like skeletons on some of the islands of really short people. And that might be a thing, you know, with, uh, with humans too. Now, like I said, over 200 species, 11 genera. While there's 44 or up to 50% in Madagascar, all the other ones are mostly in Africa. Okay. So over 50% are in Africa. So very, very few in Europe, very few species in Asia. Um, and some in like a Yemen and, and the uh, the Middle East, uh, there are. Here we go, Ange. Here's the surprise I wanted to tell you. I don't know if you saw this, but the wor- one of the world's smallest reptiles is a chameleon. And this thing is adorable. It's called the... The Brookacea micro, mm-hmm. so micro like mm-hmm. micro. Get just guess how big it is. How long do you think this mm-hmm. thing is?
1: Let's see, a, a couple inches.
0: Half an inch. Half an oh, inch. Wow. fifteen millimeters. This thing. I have two pictures that I will put on the show notes. Of one on top so of a fingernail. My, my thumb,
1: isn't it? Well, didn't we always learn like half of your thumb is an inch or something?
0: It's so it's it,
1: like. It's like half a quarter of my thumb, maybe. It's no,
0: I mean, it's half an inch, and they can grow up to an inch. Like they, this, okay. the, but but like you know, sub adults are half an inch.
1: But so it would sit on my thumb, and we'd hang out easily, like thumb, yeah. thumb
0: friends. Easily, Aww. easily. I have one on the top of a match. It's like barely on the match head. It is so oh tiny. It is so funny. Where
1: do they live? Those guess movies? where? Where
0: were they living?
1: Oh, Madagascar. Yes,
0: yes. So it's a small island off the uh, the coast. And again, these guys, they, you know, I was reading they, they live in the leaf litter and, and whatnot, but they're endangered because they a lot of illegal logging that's going on on these islands. And these little guys, I mean, they're so cute. Oh, my God. I, t- Wait till you see the pictures. They're just they're just too adorable. Yeah. Too please put adorable. them up on the show notes. I oh, will. I will. It's amazing. Well, and That's I must, and
1: I will find some great videos. But I, I did get a little sidetracked today watching slow mo videos of chameleons eating. Oh
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> there's some great. Yeah. There's some. I think. What did we do that? What did we do before YouTube? Right? Um, I don't know. But no. I, yeah, I'll definitely have to look for that. And just because yeah. of their flamboyant colors, and like we said, their dinosaur-like mm-hmm. features, they're just a real, mm-hmm. they're like eye candy, for me at least, as they far I am. they are. They and totally I'm, are. I'm a huge reptile fan as well. And so they're just, most of them are stunning, yeah, either for their size or their weird features mm-hmm. or their colors.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're amazing. They're amazing. And it, it, you know, it's funny you talk about uh, the tongue. So their tongue, they call it, it's like a ballistic tongue, right? Because it explodes out of their mouth. It's, as, it's at least one and a half in some species twice as long as their bodies.
1: Love it. Wow. It,
0: it explodes out at 41G. So What? Yeah. Like 41G, I don't know what it is. We, we pass out at like 9G or whatever it is in you know, our brains and the well, blood. I'm just thinking
1: of my centrifuge. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There you go. There you go. Science I had to nerd. Like,
1: oh, man. I don't know if it was you or one of my other yeah. – um, one of my other editors was like, "This cannot be in RPMs. This has to be in Gs <laughs> it wasn't me. to it wasn't. follow." And I and so that was I had to like, "Go that back had the to the lab to Laurie, and like yeah. get the pencil and then like the measuring thing out and do some mathematical equations." And that, is figured, that is Lori. That it. is that was, has
0: Lori's fingerprints all yeah, over it.
1: Yeah. Bless <laughs> her heart. Oh, yeah. She's one of my favorite people ever. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, and so. Now it was a lot faster than 41 g's because I was spinning yeah. off yeah. plasma and, and yeah. red blood cells and all this stuff, but uh but fast, right? So super yeah. crazy fast. 41 and, g is insane. Well, and I heard that they're like, well, Kristen, I was reading that they can reach their prey in as little as 0.07. Like what yes. is that? Seconds. I don't even know what that it's is. Like, expect, it's like like a What's an eye blink? I mean, not even. It's
0: not, yeah, not even, not even. It's like so fast. It's so fast. It is again amazing biology for an animal that they can just do that. They have the muscle control to just so fast and boom, you got a you know, you got an insect.
1: Yeah, Dinner. and it basically, like I was reading it forms like a, a small suction cup.
0: Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine it's. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, Angie, they live about 10 years under human care in the wild. They don't know um, some of the factoids I was reading.
1: Oh, I just read two to three in the wild and three to 10 in captivity. Okay. But- it varies. Like there's one that lives up to like 20 in the wild or something.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, it probably varies by species. And you did talk about the, you know, the the feet that help them climb and grip. They have sharp claws on each of the they on five toes. That that prehensile tail uh, helps a lot. Now they don't hear well. I read that they they're not deaf, but they just have a very narrow band of frequencies. But their eyes can see 360 and work independently of each other. Like just. Crazy. Sure. I
1: mean, cr- yeah, Chris, their eyes. Like, let's focus on their eyes for yeah. a second uh, yeah. or longer. You know us, yeah, yeah, especially yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to yeah. be a second. So if you don't yeah, want to yeah. hear about the eyes, fast forward. But you do want to hear about yeah. the eyes because chameleons have the most distinct eyes of any reptile. Mm-hmm. So being a reptile fan, you want to learn about their eyes. And like yeah. Chris said, they have that 360 vision so they can see in two different directions at once. And it, if you've ever... Looked at a chameleon eye, which I really hadn't because, like I said, I didn't work with them. But you can easily see from a picture online that we'll put up on the show notes their upper and lower lid eyes are joined mm-hmm. with only like a pinhole large enough for the pupil to see through. But with that being said, they can rotate and focus each eye separately to observe two different objects simultaneously. <laughs> which lets their eyes, like, so their oh eyes move independent yeah. like a ro- like a crazy robot. I mean, I, yeah. I I think there's weird human tricks and some people can do that like make their but <laughs> but this one yeah. can like, you know, has basically 360 degrees of vision, which we obviously don't have that, right? Yeah, it
0: is oh, it's so crazy. Uh, it's so biology like how how does their brain process the imagery? I just And ugh, then well, it has just, to know, because
1: it, then that I mean, think about that's yeah. how they then are able to somehow do they're obviously not probably doing math in their brain but they're able to do some kind of calculation no. of how far they are away from their prey and mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. when and
1: how what angle to shoot their tongue out at mm-hmm. to catch it i mean mm-hmm. just incredible stuff um, and then they're a little bit like they're a little bit superhero lizards because they can uh besides seeing normal vision yeah. with us they can also see ultra ultraviolet light
0: the ultraviolet light yeah so you know a little bit of superman through that so we're talking about this Ange. the physiology, I guess, continue. And I know you're really excited about this, about how they change colors like that. As we opened the podcast, talking about that, we talked about it in vampire squid a little bit, which was cool. You know how squid do that, they those comatophores. This one is just crazy. they layers of skin and, you know, the different colorations. Well, it's
1: it's amazing and crazy. And honestly, mm-hmm. the research into it is recently unfolding to figure yeah, out more yeah, of how, yeah. how chameleons do what they do. And, and I mean, typically, so we, were, we are going to talk about the, the, the Bella land I promise, but mm-hmm. once again, there's not a ton of research out there. So in general, most chameleons in general, the 202 species can change from brown to green and black, but some can turn to almost any color. Mm-hmm. And this change, Chris, just like their fast tongue, uh, the color change can happen within twenty seconds.
0: Oh, that's crazy. Which that's is very
1: fast. I mean, if you think about the yeah, physiology yeah. of what all the cell, all the what they're making their skin cells basically do, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and what's generally known or was always commonly thought is that chameleons did this through their chromatophores, and what was considered like. Pigment movement. So chromatophores mm-hmm. are specialized cells that have pigment in them, and that's that's a generic term, right? Like, so there's all different mm-hmm. types of chromatophores. Some have red, some have green in them, some have yellow, and then some even have, uh, known as iridophores. Their pigment is more reflective and iridescent. And so, what'll happen with a chameleon is it'll get a message from its brain. Typically through hormones, some of our favorite things as mm-hmm. reproductive physiologists, mm-hmm. uh, but and mm-hmm. also and uh, neurotransmitters that will t- make these chromatophores either shrink or enlarge, mm-hmm. and these actions will basically cause the pigments to mix just like paint. So mm-hmm. a red and a mm-hmm. yellow. No, no, I'm sorry, a red. And uh, yeah, a red and a yellow might become an orange type deal. Yeah, or yellow, and yellow, yellow and blue yeah, become yeah. green, things like that. And that Your was favorite. that's yeah, basically yeah. the the general consensus for a lot of these species that have the ability to change colors. But mm-hmm. just recently, in two thousand five, so not too long ago, researchers out of the University of Geneva in Switzerland figured out in chameleons and a species known as panther chameleons that I believe are also found in Madagascar. They have the pigment movement cells underneath their epidermis or underneath their normal outer coat Mm -hmm. skin cells. So they have the normal pigment movement going on. But they Mm -hmm. also have the next layer down underneath the pigment scales, pigment cells, they have layers of cells that are filled with crystals,
0: I know. I know. It's right? so it, it reflects if you did, light, right? It reflects light. If you did light, not yeah. if you
1: didn't love chameleons before, yeah. they have crystals. Now it's not you know, it's not like the Swarkowski crystals or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, not whatever I'm yeah. totally not saying that right. Clearly. Yeah.
0: I'm not, it's not that. It's crystalline classy. substance, but it's mm-hmm. like crystals. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's yeah. like
1: crystals. It's made out of guanine, the amino acid guanine. Mm-hmm. And and basically what they do is the chameleons can change what they found out in 2015, the chameleons change their colors by changing the space between the guanine crystals, which Mm -hmm. then changes the wave wavelength of light. They reflect off the crystals, which thus changed the overall color of the skin
0: color. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, Oh, it's just, it's its just amazing. It's amazing physiology. It's just, oh, I would love to study this. It would just be so Well, fun. people
1: do, Chris. People do. I mean, that's I what's so cool. Like you can grow up and be anything and study anything, kids. Seriously. Yes. yes. You can do it. Just yes. do it.
0: Um, it's never, it's never too late to, you know, re- redo a career. Don't get another PhD. Well, interviews.
1: I, I you interestingly <laughs> have, a, I have a, like a little side part-time, uh, lab offer. I don't even know if I've told you about, yeah. uh, and it hasn't been solidified yeah, yeah. yet, but That I would actually be working with cells now, not pigment cells, but, uh, cells of, and of course, cells of the reproductive tract, which is what you specialize in. But still, I really have never been like a cell lady. So I thought that this might be a um, a really interesting, I just love learning. So I feel like the Mm -hmm, more I mm -hmm. intimately study the cell, I'll be, I'll be able to better visualize and understand such physiological things as chromatophores or whatnot.
0: Um, So let me ask you this. Let me mm-hmm. ask you this. Why do they change color? What did you find?
1: Well, so here's, it's kind of a misconception. Everybody thinks chameleon mm-hmm. camouflage, right? They change, like if I, mm-hmm. if they get on my mm-hmm. purple shirt, they're going to change purple. And although mm-hmm. that's not entirely ruled out, ruled out that they do that, or that's why they do that, researchers think more now that the colors they change to are more due to environmental triggers mm-hmm. such as light, temperature, mood.
0: Mood, even. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: so, for instance, with a common chameleon, if they're in a relaxed state, the crystals will reflect a blue and green light. So, that would be the mm-hmm. example of our Bella Landa. She's mm-hmm. green, she's gorgeous. Um, so she's, when she's relaxed, she's going to be green, and that's usually what the photos are taken of her. But in an excited state, so whether she's triggered by an environmental change or an, um, a mate, per se, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. her cells get excited either through hormones or neurotransmitters. And in the excited state, the longer wavelengths, such as yellow, orange, and green, and red are reflected Instead mm-hmm, of the blues and mm-hmm. the greens, and that's all due to the mm-hmm. guanine crystals. And it's just really, I, I think it's understudied because I'm super fascinated by this. Uh, yeah. and I'm like, and I want, yeah. I want, I want, I want somebody to do this. But for instance, uh, at San Diego Zoo, the keepers and maybe some of the researchers there have reported on chameleon skin changes and colors due to its emotions, such as anger mm-hmm. and fear, and of course. Changes in light, temperature, even humidity. So people are starting to try to, I guess, figure their the way, figure this out, like what causes them to change and how. Uh, But it's yeah, it's just not as simplistic as camouflage. Is I think what?
0: No, no, that's what I. I was surprised because I really thought. Oh, they changed you know to blend in, but then you see them with reds and like blues and whites, and that's not really good camouflage unless you're in like a red plant or something. And you know, it's not that's not it. So yeah, it's just yeah, I read that it was just it was right it was really and
1: and, cool. and some of now, the breeding behavior yeah. where males will become brighter for uh, for females to attract them, and once again there's not a ton of behavior or reproductive behavior or reproduction really even reported about the Bellalanda chameleon in Madagascar. But for instance, if you take one of its closest relatives, the panther chameleon, uh, which there have been a lot of studies done on this chameleon, by the way, which is super gorgeous. We'll put some pictures up if you haven't seen it. But during the breeding season, the panther the male panther chameleon will increase the intensity and color to attract mates. And interestingly enough, females communicate with their body coloration as well. So if a female is receptive, Mm -hmm. a male will only approach a female if her coloration is deemed receptive. So she, and then, and then they'll do a couple mating rituals with some, the male will do some, Head bobbing mm-hmm. and um, like, yeah, hey,
0: baby, yeah, exactly. And you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. and
1: then you know, yeah. an increased color, I don't know, intensity even more, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And basically, too, these color changes show who is the healthiest and strongest yeah. chameleon. Most and, fit, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and also, they uh, and the panther chameleon, they they know that um, the brighter colors come from the more aggressive aggressive chameleon. Mm-hmm. And this is fascinating, Chris. Mm-hmm. Darker colors basically signalize that they give up. It's like the white flag.
0: Oh the, wow! Okay, the the, the, yeah. ma- the
1: the subordinate male or the not the not yeah. you know not not the big chameleon in the in the jungles. Like oh, okay, I'm, so he goes darker. So yeah. you and I always always talk about communication and most a lot of mm-hmm. our other species through vocalizations mm-hmm. and scent marking. And all this, and of course, I'm sure there might be other, sero, um, There might be other forms of communication going on, like little behavior movements here and there, and mm-hmm, maybe even mm-hmm. um, maybe in some chemo communication that researchers don't know about. But yeah, uh, generally, it's a lot of these colors, which makes right. sense because yeah. they're if they're attached to hormones. I mean, we all know if you're about to breed, mm-hmm. your hormones are revving up. So.
0: Yeah, so it's just changing yeah, you know, what they look like. It's yeah. just
1: so, yeah. so cool. Yeah,
0: it is cool. I it's just a, in, incredible. You know, the species was fun to to really research because it's so so different compared to a lot of the other ones we've covered so far. And you know, as far as what they eat, it's it's gonna depend on the species. They they say generally they're omnivores, but some species prefer just plants, they're vegetarians, and then other species are more carnivores and will eat even up smaller reptiles. So generally they eat berries, leaves, insects, other fruits, worms, snails, then the small reptiles for the larger ones. So kind sure. of a various diet, and that's yeah. Kind of what I mean,
1: I'm. I just always think insectivores. That was my yeah the yeah. general answer. But when you dig in deeper to it, they can do. They can even take other lizards and young birds mm-hmm. if they're a larger size chameleon, like the common right. chameleon.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, pretty pretty simple on, on what they eat, but you know, it's. Uh, but just, just great biology. Now, repro yeah. Well, was, I think it's some I mean, interesting I th- stuff.
1: And I think it's really key to mention too that most chameleons or chameleons in general are very well adapted for climbing. And 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 with mm-hmm. the climbing, they're highly, highly specialized. Like we talked about before, earlier for visual hunting with those eyes. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. how they're going to be able to, you know, especially with insects or young birds or whatever they're getting. That's how. Yeah. Yeah. How they're going to be able to catch such quick-moving prey, right? Like, I mean, how do you catch an right. insect? I can't get, it. I can barely get a yeah, mosquito so off my leg, let alone yeah, I know, <laughs> let <laughs> alone with my you. tongue, for goodness sakes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I <yeah>. know. <laughs> Forty-one G's, Angie. Oh my goodness. Forty-one G's. That's insane. Yeah, it's so fast. Yeah, it's explosive. So repro. Yeah, there's some cool stuff on repro.
1: Yeah, I mean, in general, males tend to be there's a little sexual dimorphism going on. So males tend to be a little larger and sometimes they're more ornamented. So they might have more uh, detail on their headpiece or facial ornaments. Sometimes they have nasal, nasal protrusions or horn like projections or the crest that we talked about, the reverse triceratops Mm -hmm. crest Mm -hmm. that runs north and south. Yeah. yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Sometimes that can be larger uh, on top of their head. And then once again, too, they use their colors, right? So, the brighter the color, the more dominant the male. And then, of course, he's going to attract more of the females. And submissive males, brown or gray, typically. And, yeah, I just love the ideas that the females also use their colors to basically be like green light, red light, maybe a yellow. <laughs> mm,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yellow light, like yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I could or could not be. Yeah, yeah. Um But, yeah, chamele- male chameleons will try to impress this female during the mating season. Besides his colors, he'll also – Inflate his throat sometimes, and sway his head, bob his head, um, and showing off the bright, the bright, their bright colors by making mm-hmm. their body look bigger.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Now, what I found hilarious, just because I don't, I don't know why, I, I always, a lot of times, I guess, I always try to think about like, oh, what if my husband did this, or I did this, or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not, for the behaviors part. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. 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 Let me clarify, but. Yeah. So I was reading. You that. guys
0: just have roars, all, roar offs, and hippo offs. And I
1: know. We're like people must think we're the biggest dorks. There uh, we what are. Was it that, we, we the really tigers.
0: Are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: the chuffing. Yes, chuffing.
0: I, yeah, chuffing. I know.
1: Yeah. It's so funny. Xander's uh, and now Zach are two and a half year old. They're like the hmm. only kids in class that it's. What do tigers say? They don't say roar. They go. <laughs> yeah they, they make the, they make the chuffing sound which they're such dicks. they're in trouble and you know what, they're probably not I even like them, animals yeah. or something because we, like I know, so we I messed know. them up or something but uh <laughs> but anyways a female so if a female if the male's doing his thing he's bright colored and mm. his throat's flapping and his head's swaying mm. and she's changing colors to show she's like not interested because whatever mm-hmm. um She'll, she'll reject a male chameleon by running mm-hmm. in the opposite direction and or by making a hissing sound with her open mouth.
0: <laughs> and I'm not That's gonna, when you know your lines are not working, guys. Say, if, if, for, if, if they hiss at you or run away, just take it a loss and go try someone else. <laughs> I, so I was,
1: just because I don't know. I guess I'm... So I don't know, but for so I was thinking, and I'm like you know, what? Yep. I da- I think I've like I've like ran away and hissed under my breath, and I won't mention any <laughs> I won't mention any names to like um, salvage these young gentlemen's yes. egos when we were in college or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I just thought that visual is so funny, just like running away and being like, <laughs> you know, uh, but screw you. That's If they're probably like just slightly annoyed. But the really mm-hmm. annoyed female chameleons will, might even bite or attack the male and sometimes can seriously injure him or even kill him. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Like so, Black Widow. So much with ma- oh. angry mama or angry um, yeah. br- a non-breeding chamele- uh, female chameleon. Uh, yeah, chameleons. So, I guess you're lucky. You're lucky. Oh, I didn't read
0: that. All you
1: chameleon dudes out there, you're lucky if she just runs away mm. and or hisses.
0: Hissing. Consider that yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah not a you. loss for
1: the night or whatever. However, yeah, yeah. <laughs> young fine chameleon, young fine boy chameleon does meet young fine girl chameleon and when they when they uh when she doesn't reject him, when she is accepting to him, um he will uh, it's um fertilization is internal and most chameleons are oviparous, which means they lay fertilized undeveloped eggs. You know, if you think of a chicken. Um with some chameleons are ovo, I always, this word is so mm. hard for me. Ovo viparious. That's not
0: even. perius, right. yeah.
1: Ovo viparious. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like ovo ovo viparious, yes. Yeah. Can you just make it sound good when you uh, edit it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. I will. Okay. I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> I should practice my words. I was practicing, I was too busy practicing my singing
0: to. Yeah, kind of I know, just, I know. Uh, it was very good. It was very good.
1: But the word that I can't say means uh, that a few species of chameleons, I think, like the Jackson chameleon, uh, lay eggs that are ready to hatch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we've covered that I think before in um, pythons, right? Like the
0: yeah, yeah, they yeah. they
1: lay the eggs and the babies just come right out or whatever. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so with the with the Bella Landa chameleon out of Madagascar that's criti- critically endangered, I couldn't find the answer out to that. So.
0: Yeah. It doesn't mean yeah. that
1: it's not yeah. it's probably known, I would imagine. I just yeah. I didn't I didn't come across that. But in general cross chameleons the um they will lay their if they're typically the oviparous ones that lay the un, undeveloped eggs, uh they'll mm. lay their eggs 3 to 6 weeks after copulation and the female will dig a hole the, and the deep the depth depends on the species. She'll put her eggs in there and then clutch size or the number of eggs that she will lay greatly depends on species. And so once again, I don't have the, those numbers for the Bell Alanda uh, in front of me, which depending on if they will lay two eggs versus 20 eggs, uh, that's probably going to influence their overall generation interval and species survival mm-hmm. and all of that. So I, I don't know that for mm-hmm. the Bell Landa. However, Chris, what I found super fascinating because we talked about color change, obviously a lot in this podcast. Mm-hmm. We don't know this for the Bell Landa. But for the panther chameleon of Madagascar that I had previously talked about some ba- the, you mm-hmm. know the you know, the running away hissing type uh, Yes, 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 All yes, right, yes, well, yes. Or I'll remember that. Well, interestingly enough, okay, so um, over a period of minutes to days after mating, the female who's pregnant, or another term we use in uh, reproductive biology, is gravid. Uh, she'll display colors that are basically telling other males she's pregnant and non-receptive.
0: hmm Stay away.
1: Yeah. And so interestingly enough, her stomach will turn dark brown or black with orange striping to signify to the other males she's, she is out of the game, folks. Closed for business, I like to say in my reproductive physiology class. Um, and then interestingly enough, too, the exact coloration and pattern of these pregnant females depends on what phase of gestation she's in so it's really i guess it it can help researchers or people studying these animals to uh, to know how potentially how far along they are but yeah chris so the coloration or the exact pattern of these pregnant females can can vary on the color phase of the community Yeah, and so it it, yeah, it's crazy, it, I just, it's right? just,
0: that's how they communicate, right? That's their primary mode of communication is they're changing color and hissing and biting and killing. <laughs> so, but you know, it's not like they have a vocalization. Really Bless her
1: pumpkin heart, I know, I know, right? Bless know, her pumpkin it's, heart. Yeah. She really did not like him. No. So she was closed for business.
0: Yes, yes. And I will kill you if you even think about looking at me. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, if guys, if they got a wedding ring on, just run away. It's just oh God, Ugh. anyways, so conservation most threatened and some endangered, right, and then the Bella landa is is really endangered, really in trouble
1: yeah- crit- yeah, the Bella landa is critically endangered by the International Union for Conservation of Nature, and its threat is once again because it's in Madagascar, uh it's in a small area and south. Um, in the south of Madagascar. And there's been a significant increase in logging in this area for charcoal. So the area, of course, there's logging for multiple different reasons in uh, Madagascar, but uh, the area that the bell Landa in is going to be for charcoal use. And the total, the population is unknown, um, but the IUCN definitely believes that it's declining and very low and only found like, We said in this very, very small area. Yeah, it's so
0: small. Yeah, it's so small.
1: And that's not to say that it's not outside there. It just hasn't been reported outside there. And and people are looking for it as well. So Mm -hmm. with that being said, too, there is some good news on what's being done. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's local initiatives in the the region there to take steps to ban the collection and trade of the species. uh, And then local people are involved in helping to preserve it. So mm-hmm, it's always mm-hmm. good to get the locals involved. And hopefully there's conservation efforts being stepped up to try to figure if captive breeding is a popu- is a way to increase the population of the wild. Some chameleon species, it works fine. Other ones, it's really hard to rear them under human care. And so I think with the Bell, uh, Bell Landa, they're trying to figure that out as a last-ditch effort. Um, but I didn't, couldn't find any reports of where they are with that.
0: And, well, and it's it's good news that there's people out there. Like I said, every species we cover, it just seems like there are people out there fighting for them every day.
1: There are, and but, yeah. right in these forests that were cleared, uh, much of the gallery forest that was known to be their home, you know, has been cleared. But mm-hmm. really good groups are out there doing awesome things, trying to uh, increase re- uh, reforestation efforts, and then mm-hmm. of course educating mm-hmm. local people and they're working hard to bring the bell landa chameleon out of Mag- Madagascar back from the brink of the extinction.
0: Yeah, 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 it's just uh So, you know, Angie, some of the things about Madagascar and and I think it was Jim Winepress and I talked about this or it might have been Jesse uh, Golden and that's we I know you know, we're so talking about I know
1: you're so fabulous um visiting co-hosts. We're so lucky.
0: I know, I know, I know. We'll start the news back up here soon once I figure out where I'm going to get back to a uh, uh, New Zealander 90% of the native land. I think I opened the podcast with this and in Madagascar is gone. It's just gone. So there is no wild left in Madagascar. About 10% of the, the original wild is left. And one of the things we talked about was cocoa plantations. I think it was Jesse's is, is who I was talking with and you know, it's a primary crop. It's you know, we're we're here we're seeing things in the news that chocolate might be endangered, you know, we might run out of chocolate. I just, you know, I thought about it like conservation tip of the week, and I don't want to tell anybody not to eat I'm chocolate. I'm gonna stick my my
1: fingers in my ears right now and, and sing karma <laughs> yes. karma chameleon.
0: But Yeah, okay, but maybe you don't get cocoa butter or cocoa okay, oil or some of right. these other things. You know, so it's like you don't, I, I you really don't think eat the that whole should chocolate the bar next.
1: after you finish your podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then eat another. But I think one. It's
0: like you know, it, it just seems like the cocoa plantations are like the next thing in palm oil, and there's a big, huge worldwide demand on it. And I think we need to just like palm oil. You know, decrease the demand in cocoa. It's just, I don't know. It's like we Chris, just can't I win with, with these crops. I will give you all my
1: charcoal to be able to eat some yeah. cocoa. <laughs> I know.
0: I know. <laughs> How, no, I no, know. But no,
1: no, no. But I mean, and you it, bring up a very valid point. It's all about balance. It's all, yeah. about, it's all about understanding or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Thinking through things, right? Like being conscious. Mm-hmm. It's all about being conscious of what you're yes. doing and knowing what you're yes. doing. And of course, eat the chocolate, but like you said, you don't maybe need yeah. all these extra things or, and even the studies show yeah, a little- it's just driving you know, the demand You know, up, yeah. a little, nobody should be eating a lot of chocolate to begin with, right? So a little chocolate, probably dark yeah. chocolate, may or may, the health benefits, the research is actually uh, split on both sides about, about yes. um, the benefits yeah. of yeah. it. Yes. But if you're looking at just for pure pleasure, which most people are, and I can't blame them, mm-hmm. then yes, I, there's- Ways that you could reduce that or uh, do it a little bit less or buy like we always like to buy the endangered species brand of chocolate that we have here in the United States. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and they give back a lot of proceeds for a lot of these reforestation and then, of course, species conservation. So things like that. So we feel not and not that we can eat the whole bar, but we feel that it's a, uh, yes. <laughs> at least we're voting with our dollar a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think just, we need to, that needs to come onto the map with conservation because we're doing it with the palm oil. I think cocoa is the I next know. big one. I know. I knew it was only a, a matter of time until you had everywhere. the chocolate
1: talk. I've been dreading
0: it. I know, <laughs> but it's, it's, but it's Madagascar. And what we talked about and, and what the study that we talked about was lemurs are actually doing okay on cho- on cocoa plantations. Like they, they move in, they stay in the trees and they're fine, but and they're you know, happy. You about all the, and they're a little chunky. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but you think about all the other species. Right. You know, you slash and burn. You kill off all these chameleons and everything else. You know, it's it, it's not healthy. It's not healthy for their ecosystem. So, anyway, Sorry, girls and guys. Um, maybe gummy bears. I don't know. Um, organizations. Yeah. So, who's out there fighting for chameleons, Angie? Tell well, us. Well, there's a lot of people doing really
1: great things uh, for chameleons, and then, of course, for species in Madagascar in general. But I want to give a real quick and important shout out to um, a group called the Chameleon Specialist Group. The Chameleon Specialist Group is part of the IUCN Species Survival Commission,
0: and Mm -hmm. we've talked
1: about a lot in the podcast. So these guys are dedicated experts, scientists, uh, conservationists that promote support uh, and conserve the wild chameleons. And on their website, which they can be found at www.iucn.org slash chameleon specialists And chameleons, for those of you that don't know, it, it, there's a silent H, so it's C H A M E L E O N specialists.
0: And they yep. have a great presence on you know, Facebook. I'll put the link on the show notes. Yeah, there.
1: they have a great uh, they have a great yeah, presence yeah. on Facebook, and they basically encourage discussions relating to chameleons conservation and research. And so this group has great discussions, of course, articles about chameleon conservation and research and outreach and what is going on. And so they're just a wealth of information and they're on Facebook. And let me just look it up. Let's see how many likes they have. Cause this is always what's so fascinating to me. Like I love cats has 10 million viewers and uh, <laughs> let's see. Chameleon special group. Fares much better than my um, Saula,
0: Saula, Saula. Saula. Saula.
1: Um, my yeah. Saula, uh, my Saula group. So the Chameleon Special Group has uh, thirty-four, a little over thirty-four hundred likes. So that's pretty good. That's like I said, much better than the Saula Specialist uh, Group. The, or, or I'm sorry, it was the Saula Working Group. If you haven't liked them on Facebook, please do. I think we were able to pop them over the 500 mark, which I am very happy about. Nice. But let's keep nice. these groups Good going job. because I think it's easy to forget yeah. about saulas. Um, it's easy to forget about chameleons. Yeah. And that, you know, sometimes if you see mm. them in the pet store or in cute YouTube videos, you might think like they're fine. Well, most of them aren't. are mm. uh, not. So not. <laughs> like this group on Facebook and you're going you're to be blasted with beautiful pictures, but then also some really great mm-hmm. research and science which we all love science and 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 -hmm. and education so check them out and then chris another really cool group uh that we didn't touch on too much in this podcast uh probably for lack of time but a lot of people keep chameleons as pets and um i'm not gonna i don't i i've never like i said i never cared for them and did their husbandry uh when working at the zoo snakes and of course their cousin the iguanas and bearded dragons uh, they are they're high maintenance lizards and reptiles in general people don't think that they're like oh they don't do much or snakes only eat every other week or whatever it is but just to keep them in a happy homeostasis with their their body their temperature humidity requirements um all that um uh, nutrition wise getting them all the right vitamins they need it is and they're subtle, they, their behaviors, you really kind of got to know what you're looking for to make sure they're healthy and happy. So yeah, rep, reptiles um, for pets for me is not what I, I would recommend. Uh, I, my dog sometimes outsmarts me. So, but there's, there's a lot of great reptile keepers. <laughs> I'm a fan of them. Um, I think it's American association of reptile keepers that do really great work and are super knowledgeable and educated and of course would recommend any person to do their homework before they got a reptile, um, which I recommend you do too. And of course you wouldn't want to get anything that's endangered and you want to, you wouldn't want to get it from some shady person. You'd want to do your homework. Um, however, with that being said, a lot of people don't do their homework when they get reptiles or pets in general, right? Like look at how many dogs and cats and shoot, there's donkeys and many pigs in shelters for goodness sake. So a lot of people don't do their homework or even do their homework and then still feel overwhelmed. And so this tends to happen in the reptile department a lot, unfortunately. And so the group I want to give a shout out today is called Cameo, C-H-A-M-E-O. And they are the chameleon education and outreach group. They can be found at www.cameo.org, C-H-A-M-E-O.org, and they have a Facebook page as well. And the Cameo organization is a group of hobbyists with from all different backgrounds, animal, reptile, there's a reptile PhD guy on there, um, veterinarians, hobbyists, that all are working collaboratively Lee and probably spending a lot of their, volunteering a lot of their time to improve chameleon care when they're living under human care. And now Cameo is a nonprofit organization in Woodland Hills, California, or sorry, Woodland Hills, California. So I don't know. Do you know where that's at? Is that North South
0: Woodlands? Yeah, I've, yeah. It's I think it's south. it's in California. Uh, I don't you, you, you
1: can confirm that.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there's the Woodlands. Sorry, awesome. I remember where.
1: Well, there's some people that are doing some amazing stuff there to basically take in any unwanted chameleon that people have as pets and they surrender them. They can surrender them to this group, no questions asked, and this group will take them and keep them. And depending on if they're able to, they might try to readopt them to another home or they will care for them indefinitely for the rest of their life.
0: So at the beginning I asked, Angie, do chameleons... Drop their tail like other lizards. If you had to guess, yes or no, what would you say?
1: I would guess no mm-hmm. because it's pre- prehensile. Yeah. And for some reason, I think that that means it's like more powerful. Yes, or more something.
0: musculature and stuff. Yeah, that's and this is or they
1: or they really need it so they can't drop right, it and regrow. Right. right. So
0: San Diego Zoo is that uh, that's where I got this because I did read like a couple message boards and people were like, oh yeah, they can drop them or break them or whatever and they regrow
1: well i mean you should read everything you read you should believe everything you read on the internet
0: absolutely that's why i only go to one source no so i I did look it up uh this came straight from the san diego zoo so i felt comfortable in saying that so they don't detach like lizards because you're right they're prehensile and that would put them in a major disadvantage they couldn't climb as well and they'd be in a lot of trouble now the reason lizards do drop their tails is they're trying to escape predation so they, they 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 have a neurological Uh, ability to drop their tail. And then the tails do regrow through these, you know, this pluripotent cells, they're like stem cells. So the tail will regrow, but it's not quite as the big or the same. So the tail's not as good, I guess, uh, than the original. But lizards can't regrow limbs, right? You you know, if their foot got bitten off or something, that doesn't regrow. It's just their tails. And so there you go. There's your answer. No, they do not.
1: Well, I appreciate your answer, but your answer actually – thank you for the answer with the chameleons. I yes. appreciate it. But it also generated more questions for me about the physiological mechanisms behind how, rep- or how lizards drop their tails. Because, yeah. of course, it's happened to all of us as a kid, or maybe just me, and because I – I wanted to try to catch a lizard before when I was visiting Florida, and they drop their tail, and then you're like, and then this tail's left wiggling in your arms, yeah. and then you feel really bad because yeah. you think you maybe killed it. You're little, you don't know. Yeah. Um, I've never but really. It's a ner- I don't, it's, I'm always it's on like the tail a, end. I'm never really on like what, yeah. at, like how does it grow back? What mechanisms happening with that? Is it bloody on the other end? Like what? I don't know these answers, and I think we need to cover lizards soon so I can look them up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 we'll do that. We'll do that. And then there there is a couple species I want to talk about, especially with regenerative medicine because I think the listeners would love to hear about that's it.
1: That's exactly where you know? yeah, that's kind of where I was yeah. going as far as like, wow, mm. if we could tap into that. I mean, I would think that And that's what we're doing. Yeah, we're doing okay.
0: it. We're doing it now. now Scientists tuned, are working listeners. on it. So, yeah. Yeah, we will we will come up with uh with one of those cool ones. That's it for this week, Angie. You know, I don't know if you want to sing some more, you know, before we <laughs> on the way out. Well, I
1: did just for kicks and giggles look up the well uh, yeah. I'm the reason I write my own guitar songs is because I have a, a a horrible memory when it comes to lyrics and other songs. Where my husband can, and my sister, my sister Molly, can remember every lyric to like every Everything. song, and yeah. I'm just like a hop a dee bee hop a jeep boo boo yeah, yeah, that's I, me. <laughs> I, so I gave up trying, and that's why I just write my own songs because for some reason I can remember those. But let's see. So let me try this. Okay karma 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 chameleon you come and go you come and go we will
0: see you next week
1: love and be angie will still be singing like my dreams <laughs> red gold and green red gold and green
0: goodbye angie that was great good night oh,
1: thanks <laughs> i wonder i gonna sing next time right
0: Listen, learn, share. Join the movement at allcreaturespart.com.